Hi everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I pray that you are doing well. Um, I hope that God is blessing you in your walk with the Lord and you are continuing in that work that he has given you in your purpose. As you guys know, we come together to um, read in the word so that we can grow um, in the word and learn our purpose um, and also be able to practically apply scripture. So I hope you are doing well. I pray all is good. Uh, I want to encourage you to grab your Bibles. We're going to do a really interesting Bible study here. This is part of our Letters to God series. And I think this is a really great one because it's something that everyone has experienced in life um, to a greater degree or lesser degree, depending on, you know, certain things. Um, and one thing I'll say as we go into this Bible study is that there's a real um, importance in parents and how you raise your children when it comes to these kinds of things because your children can avoid a lot of things if they don't see it modeled in your life. And I can honestly say in terms of this particular uh, study, um, I have to you know, give a lot of thanks to God for the mother that he gave me. I never really saw this, but um, it, it, and it helped me to kind of grow in a particular way. So let's go ahead and get into the word. I want you to go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to start, um, we're going to start at uh, verse 2. And we're going to read down to 4. So I'm going to start right now. It says, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against him, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. You have not yet resisted to blood striving against sin. So I think this is a really great verse, and I know you're thinking to yourself, what does this really have to do with the topic today? I don't understand it. But the reason I wanted us to read that is because it really does have a lot to do with what we're talking about. You know, jealousy is a very common emotion. And so it's, it's this emotion or this feeling, this idea where we want something that maybe is not ours or we want something outside of ourselves, outside of our life experience or whatever that may be. And it's very simple and wanting things, is, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it goes beyond that. And that's when you know something else creeps in and the Bible tells us that the only thing that is available is the lust of the eye um, the pride of life and the lust of the flesh that's all that's in the world um, I believe that's in 1st John chapter 2 16 so you see when we want certain things sometimes we're not just acting in oh gee you know this is something that I want sometimes it's going a step beyond that so the Bible speaks directly to envy and jealousy. And you can find that when it talks about the Ten Commandments and it talks about coveting. And this is what I'm talking about when I say that it goes beyond just wanting something. Like maybe I want a new purse or you know, maybe I want a particular pair of shoes and you have it. It doesn't mean that I might say, oh, that's, those are cute shoes. I want to get something like that. But 
Jealousy goes a step beyond that to coveting. And that's really what we're talking about today, to covet something, want something that is not yours, um, and feel that it's something perhaps that you should get. And the Bible speaks directly to this. It's really kind of an idolatry. And that's why covetousness is something that God speaks against in the Ten Commandments. Now, obviously, you know, we're working on the law of love. And the Bible tells us that all of the Ten Commandments are encompassed in those two commandments, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, and soul, and of course, love your neighbor as yourself. It's really kind of hard to uh, love your neighbor and actually kind of covet something that he wants, uh, something that he has. And one of the things about jealousy um, and covetousness is that we rarely ask ourselves some very important questions. And the reason I wanted to break this down for us today is because a lot of sometimes believers experience that. Um, they're not sure what, how to deal with that. And sometimes breaking that down will give you some idea about it, as well as exploring some you know, verses that will help give you some power behind that. I know my mother was big on not being jealous of other people. I can honestly say in my life, I've never seen the woman jealous of anyone, <laughs> never. I mean, never. And that's saying a lot, and I really mean that. And so not seeing that modeled, it made it difficult for me. Am I saying that you know I've never been that way? No, because we all have certain things that we feel. Like if I tell you I've never felt anger, then you know I'm lying. But we've all had those feelings, but they don't stay when we are grounded in the word and we have a real understanding of it. And also sometimes when our, our family models certain things, and I can honestly say that was modeled. And I want you to understand some things about coveting and envying and jealousy of someone else or what they have is that sometimes you know we want things for the wrong reason and also we have to ask ourselves you know who told you that you should have it or that you deserve it whatever this thing is that you think you want you know some people look at other people and say wow they have so much fame and I wanted fame and you know they, they have it for this reason or they're just lucky or something like that no the question is why should you have it why do you deserve it <laughs> people never ask that question and that's a question that you have to ask because sometimes we want things for the wrong reason and truly God decides what you will have as a Christian you have to believe that God decides what you're going to have I want us to look at this particular verse. It's Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9. So grab your uh, Bible and just turn to Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9. Okay, and so I'm kind of pulling it up. Guys, I'm in a really interesting sort of place. So sometimes, you know, you're, you know, <laughs> very interesting things are going on. So I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can pull that up. It might take me a little time. That is not because I don't know where it is, but just give me one second. Okay. And that's Isaiah 45. And then we're going to read verse nine. This is really important. And I'm going to read it. It says, woe to him that strives with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashions it, what make you or your work? 
he has no hands. And I think that's really something that we don't realize that we're saying to God when we're jealous of other people, maybe for what they have or, you know, their personality or, you know, what they're doing or whatever it may be. We don't realize that we're really kind of telling God, mm, you didn't do such a great job with me and you kind of messed up here. And that's the thing. We Jealousy really kind of, I hate to say it, but it kind of spits in the face of God because you're telling him he didn't do something right with you. And so it's really important to understand that we live our life as a story that's told. It says that in Psalms chapter 90, verse 9, we live our lives as a story that's told. And so what that means is a lot of times you don't understand that mean whatever they've got going on may not even be on your menu. It's not even in the itinerary for your life. And you may be looking over there thinking, oh, that's something that I need. So it's really important for us to think about what it is that we're doing and what it is that we want when we start saying, you know, this is something that I need. So let's think about how can we and what can we ask for and what is it that we should want. You know, there's this really interesting verse in Matthew chapter 20, verse 22, where, you know, uh, Jesus is with his disciples and they start asking him, Lord, can I sit on your right hand? And you have all these disciples, you know, kind of jockeying for position, this competition, this coveting for position. And it's really interesting how Jesus Christ answered them. He said, do you know what you're asking for? <laughs> Can you drink the cup that I'm getting ready to drink? So a lot of times, you know, when you feel that there's something that someone else has that you want, you don't know what it took for them to get it. You don't know what it's taking for them to keep it. You don't know what it's, it is that it requires of them that maybe, you know what, you may not have. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, God makes us in different ways. And just because I may not have something you know, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. And I'm not talking about, you know, I don't have things like patience or love, but, you know, maybe God didn't make me with, you know, the proclivity to do this or that thing. So I think it's really important for us to really understand what God has for us is really for us. And to understand some things about jealousy. The Bible says in Song of Songs, that's Song of Solomon, and that's chapter 8, verse 6, that jealousy is crueler than the grave. Now, this is jealousy. He's kind of talking about between a man and a woman, but jealousy nonetheless, a kind of covetous nonetheless, so that the desire or the wanting for something can make one act with such venom that we are able to hurt others. And so I think it's really important for us to understand that, you know, we shouldn't play around with people who are jealous or who are always jealous. If you see someone who's always jealous or that is jealous of you or has some sort of coveting, they're always wanting something else, you know, that's a terrible thing. And that can rub off on you because evil communications corrupt good manners. And then on top of that, think about what that person might be jealous of you about or, you know, what they may be capable of doing. People don't understand that people who philander and, you know, go around with this person and that person, that's kind of a, covetous, a covetousness too. It's a kind of greed. Um, there's a great um, Bible study here at Love Walk and it's called Greed Always Has a Reason. And it talks about how covetousness, even in the areas of, you know, um, 
sex and, and partners and things like that, that's a kind of covetousness and greed. So you don't want to hang around that either. That's just so very key because that can rub off on you too. And it's important to know that jealousy insults God. Think about that. Think about the man that had the talents. You know, he had one talent and then there were others that had two and another man that had five, you know. Think about that. Instead of doing something with what he had, he decided to bury his. And a lot of times that's what we do when we're jealous of someone else. We're so busy looking at what they're doing and what's going on in their life and what they're accomplishing and what's happening over there and how we can get what they've got that we sort of bury what God has given us, the talents, the, the goals, the ideas, you know, all that we have, the gifts. And it's so important to really understand that you're insulting God when you're jealous of someone because he made you specifically like you. There are people that go out and get surgeries, change their whole body, their everything because they're trying to be like someone else instead of what God made them. So you're spitting in his face. And the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, what right do we have to be equal with anyone in their life? So why should I, what, what right do I have to be like you? <laughs> what right do I have to have what you have? Who, who ordained that? Who made that a thing that everybody had to have the same thing or whatever? Who, who, who decided that? Certainly not God. God has a plan for each person's life. It doesn't mean just because you never become a millionaire or a billionaire that God doesn't love you. He has a different plan for your life and that's okay. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to understand you don't have to be equal with everybody else in their life. You don't have to have, you don't actually deserve the things that other people have. I know this is hard. I know it goes against modern pop psych, but you don't. And I'm not talking about people who stole something from you and, you know, whatever. I'm talking about just living your life. You don't actually deserve it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because somebody else has it. And that's so important to understand. You know, you, you're not going to be in a bad place just because you don't have what someone has. And you have to remember that jealousy lifts another person to a deity level because you're always striving for mastery of that person mastery of what they have, mastery of what they do, who they are. You're just chasing behind who they are and what they do. You're, that is not what God intended. God wanted you to chase after him, not them. <laughs> he wants you to care about what he wants you to do. And if it blinds you to your purpose and your gifts in your life, then it's a hindrance. It removes your focus from God and your purpose that God wanted you to have. You know, some will say that jealousy is the result of low self-esteem, but I'm going to tell you, jealousy is actually the result of too high self-esteem. Think about it. In Revelations chapter 12, you can read this from verse 7 to 17, it shows where Satan was actually lifted up in pride, and this is what caused him to fall. So I think it's really important for us to understand that sometimes it's not really low self-esteem that makes a person jealous. It's having too high a self-esteem. And the Bible even says that men will become lovers of themselves and really kind of self-focused, what we would call a narcissist. 
you know, and, you know, they would be heady and high-minded. It says that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 and 4. So too much self-focus is toxic, and it leaves you empty and neurotic and angry and bitter because you're so focused on yourself. So I think it's really important for us to understand what jealousy is, and um, we're going to pick up on this a little bit um, in another Bible study. I'm just going to, we're going to chat about some things that what jealousy actually takes away from you, you know, as an individual when God has intended so much abundance in your life. So guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.